0: Like they said, my name's Sammy Hopkins, um, I'm a senior, sorry, I'm trying to get situated, senior elementary education major, um, and I actually am student teaching this semester. Um, so I kind of already feel like I'm missing out on the whole college experience, um, and I've had a lot of time to reflect on my last four years here at Ball State, um, and I've already discovered discovered many things that um, I wish I would have spent more time on, people that I wish I would have spent more time with, Um, and yeah, I've just had a lot of reflection time. The school that I teach at is actually an hour away, so I have an hour drive there and an hour drive back, so that gives me lots of time to just think about things. Um, And so that's why I'm here, just to give you um, just some general advice and pass on some wisdom um, for you to consider as you finish your time here at Ball State. And the main theme of the advice that I have for you all um, is just to have an eternal perspective, keeping in mind what's truly important and knowing what lasts and what is temporary. Um, There are three things that will last forever. Um, That's God, his word, and his people. Um, And in order to have an eternal perspective, we need to keep this in mind and reflect on how we spend our time and what we give our energy to and whether um, whether or not that glorifies God. And the first piece of advice that I'd like to give you guys is just to take a look at where you find your comfort and your satisfaction. This could be many things like relationships, friendships, having money, um, being good at sports, anything like that. Um, look deep down and discover what it is that you hold so close to your heart that you feel like you couldn't live without it. In one of my classes at 300 I learned about different theorists. And one of them, Rudolf Dreikers, claims that the central motivation of all human beings is to belong and feel significant. So he claims that every action um, is done to attain this goal of feeling important and like we belong, and we make our choices based on what will make us feel comfortable. So again, what routines, actions, people, or idols are you trying to find your comfort and significance in? If you don't know what an idol is, an idol can be anything we believe we need apart from Christ to fulfill us. For me in the past, this has been relationships, partying, exceeding in sports, having money, and being in control. And I held these sins and idols um, so close to my heart that I felt like those were what made me who I was. Um, David Fairchild wrote that when we sin, we do so because some idol has promised us power, Prestige, influence, joy, peace, satisfaction, security, or pleasure that is far more attractive than Christ at that moment. We don't sin with a gun held to our heads. We sin willingly because it is overwhelmingly appealing. And so when we give in to these sins and pursue these idols, we're saying to God, Jesus isn't enough. I also need blank to make me happy. But what happens and how do we react when these things are taken away? This reminds me of the story of Abraham and his son Isaac. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Genesis 22 with me if you would like. Um, And just some background information. Abraham and his wife, Sarah, were old, and they had been waiting and trying years and years to have a child, but had no luck. Um, and finally, in their old old age, Sarah gave birth to a son and named him Isaac. And in Genesis 22:2, God tells Abraham, "Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah." Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. So Isaac, Abraham's son, had become Abraham's idol. Abraham felt like he couldn't live without him. He held Isaac very close to his heart. And now God is telling Abraham to take his precious only son and give him up as a burnt offering. And Abraham does it. In Genesis 22:9 9 through 10... It says that when they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. So here we see that Abraham is willing to take what he loves the most, his idol, his son, and give him up to God. Genesis 22 goes on to say, But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. So Abraham lived his life with this eternal perspective, keeping in mind what is most important in being obedient to what God asked him to do. Um, And in this book, Counterfeit Gods, I recommend it to everybody. Timothy Keller writes, The true substitute for Abraham's son was God's only son, Jesus, who died to bear a punishment. Here, then, is a practical answer to our own idolatries, to the Isaacs in our lives, which are not spiritually safe to have and hold. We need to offer them up. We need to find a way to keep from clutching them too tightly, of being enslaved to them. We will never do so by mouthing abstractions about how great God is. We have to know to be assured that God so loves and cherishes and delights in us that we can rest our hearts in him for our significance and security. So friends, your ultimate significance and security needs to be found in the Lord who sent his own precious son to take our place. We are the ones who deserve death and punishment our sins but that's not what we get. We get grace. We each get to have a unique and personal relationship with our creator because God sent his son to take our place and pay for our sins and that is why it's so important to offer up our idols. Whatever it is that you hold closest to your heart that you feel like you can't live without, if it doesn't glorify God, give it to him and use your time wisely to grow in fellowship with the Lord and further his kingdom. And that is what leads me to my next topic of advice, how you spend your time. So when you come to college, you think, man, I just went through four years of high school, now I have to go through four more years of college, like this is gonna take forever. But standing up here as a senior, I literally cannot believe it, that I'm standing up here as a senior in college. Um, I still remember what it felt like to walk to my very first class my freshman year, Um, It just goes by so fast, and you don't realize um, how valuable every day and every moment truly is. Um, How you spend your time truly shapes who you are, and it shows what you value. And looking back, I realized that I wasted so much of my time and missed out on so much. And a lot of that had to do with the idols that I was holding on to and unwilling to give up. My desire for control and my unwillingness to give up an unhealthy relationship took away time that I wish I would have spent so differently. I knew that my relationship wasn't pleasing to God, yet I spent weekend after weekend going home to hang out with him in hopes that he would change, and he didn't. I spent evening shut away in my dorm room because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to make new friends, even though deep down I knew that wasn't true of myself. And I tried so hard to control everything that happened in my life that I avoided making time for the Lord, even though I knew that that was what I needed. And I wasted two years of my college life this way. So let me just pause for a moment and just tell you what I think personally are some other huge time wasters. Um, Number one being social media. Um, Like many things, social media can be good in moderation. Um, I find myself constantly just scrolling through Facebook, um, just mindlessly. It's like a habit. I get home from school and I just pull out my phone and get on Facebook instead of doing something productive or spending time in prayer with the Lord. Um, same thing goes for number two, just being on your phone in general. I'm just going to go on a quick tangent. I hate when I like go to a restaurant or walk. In campus and I just see a group of friends all sitting at a table like with their faces and their phones like that just drives me crazy um, we need face-to-face communication um, we were made for relationships and we waste so much time with our faces and our phones um, and that's just not how we grow closer to one another um, and my third time waster is Netflix that's just something that I personally struggle with um, and the fourth one is interesting. My fourth time waster I want to talk about is homework. Um, not necessarily like doing your homework. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, but when we let it consume our lives and take up so much of our time and make it our number one priority, um, that's, when that, that's when your homework and your major can become an idol. Um, when we put that above our spiritual life in our walk with the Lord. So if I could give you some advice on how to use your next one to three years at Ball State, I would tell you these things. Um, number one, be intentional with your friends, with the people that you know here at Ball State. Let them know that you care about them. Um, ask them how you can be praying for them. Write them encouraging notes. Um, keep them accountable. Let them know when you think that they might be leading themselves astray. Um, Be vulnerable and open up with them. That's how you grow in friendship with people is just by being vulnerable and allowing them to be vulnerable with you. Um, And also spend time with your Bible study girls or boys outside of Bible study. Um, Get to know them. It makes learning alongside them so much more fun and meaningful. Um, And number two, get out of your comfort zone. Um, as much as you can your comfort zone is a very safe place to be but it's not where you will find growth um, so here are some suggestions go to cruise events even if you don't know anyone else that's going like ndcc or fall retreat or morp that's coming up even if you don't know anyone else that's going go and make new friends um, you'll come away with new memories and a renewed love for the lord um, Go on spring break and summer mission trips. You won't regret it. I haven't talked to anyone ever that regretted going on a spring break or mission trip with crew. Um, these offer chances to make new friends and gain experience sharing your faith. Um, you grow closer to the Lord and create memories that last a lifetime. I've personally done both sides of the whole spring break thing. I've gone on spring break trips with my friends, and I've gone on two spring break trips with um crew, and I can tell you that the spring breaks that I remember the most fondly are the ones spent in PCB, growing closer to the Lord and learning to share the gospel, not the ones that I thought would be fun going with my friends. Um, And also my summer mission that I went on this previous summer, um, looking back at the last 22 summers I've had, that is the one that is the most meaningful to me. It gives you a chance to travel to a different country or to a different state, to a different city, Um, learn a new language, tell people about Jesus, grow closer to the Lord, um, and make friends that will continue to support you like no other. Um, Yeah, so getting out of your comfort zone, do it. It's rewarding. Um, Number three, stay on campus as long as you can. Um, The last two years I've lived off campus And although I'm just literally like a block away, I feel like I've missed out on so much. Um, I feel like I've missed out on growing in community with my Bible study girls. You miss out on dinner dates, impromptu study sessions. Um, Being on campus puts you in the heart of things. Um, Literally everything goes on on campus. And being on campus allows you to get to know more people and to better serve um, your ministry area. And number four, I briefly mentioned this earlier, um, don't date non-Christians, just don't do it. That's something that I've experienced personally. Um, You may think that you can change that person, um, but chances are you can't, it's just a waste of time. You will drive yourself crazy trying to change that person into being someone that they're not. And if it's not in God's timing, it's not going to happen. And you are going to wear yourself thin and drive yourself crazy trying to change that person into the person you want them to be. Um, And if the person you date doesn't hold the same values as you, it's not going to be a life-giving relationship. Um, That person will take from you, um, and it will be hard for you to hold on to your values if the person that you are with doesn't hold the same values. Um, you'll be alone facing temptations, um, and it's just lonely in general. You don't get to share um, with that person what is most important, and that is your relationship with Christ. Um, yeah, so just in general, try to stay away from dating non-Christians. There are plenty of great Christian guys out there, so look for those ones. Um, number five, This is my last point. Um, Go out and explore. Um, Like I said earlier, I spent so much of my time holed up in my dorm room, just in fear of not being able to make friends and not knowing what to do with my time. Um, Just go outside, go to the greenhouse, um, lay a blanket down in the quad by yourself or invite someone you just met, um, go out and do your homework, go drive somewhere and watch a sunset, go walk along the river. You're only in Muncie for four years. And like I said earlier, while it might seem like a lot, four years is nothing. Um, And believe it or not, there is so much beauty in Muncie, Indiana, to see if you just open your eyes and look for it. Um, See the little things as gifts from the Lord, and your life will be filled with so much more joy and happiness. So, friends, I leave you today with bits and pieces of the thoughts and truths that I've collected over the years. Remember that your greatest memories aren't going to be the grades you made in college. Your greatest memories are going to come from getting out of your comfort zone, spending time with people who love Jesus as much as you. I pray that you will make the most of the rest of your time here and that you won't just make God and crew a hobby but that you'll have that eternal perspective and that you'll make that a lifestyle. So take up your idols and trust that the Lord is good. Thank you.